This is Off the Break Podcast, presented by Silver Screen Insider. Merry Christmas, happy holidays. Welcome back to Off the Break Podcast. It's Christmas Eve. It's finally Christmas Eve. Yes, I'm so excited for today. <laughs> I just got to get through a couple more hours and, and then I'm off to uh, drink Christmosas and... Christmosas. <laughs> Christmosas, yeah. <laughs> okay. It's our fun take on a mimosa. Nice, nice. With Christmas. I just found out from my sister that um, we're going over to her place for Christmas Eve and yeah. that the theme is going to be Christmas pajama uh attire so i'm gonna I make did, sure to have pajamas on for that i did that one year yeah. it was so fun we the first year in my husband and i's first house out in the country we invited my parents over my mm-hmm. brother couldn't make it but my parents came and um to stay the night we were gonna have christmas dinner and we did pajamas awesome like christmas pajama attire because <laughs> we're like why not be cozy yeah that was the year I told my parents that we were pregnant, so that was really fun. Oh, and that makes it more special. Yeah. Christmas pajamas <laughs> are awesome. Yeah. I'm really excited for it. She gave me the text for it, and I was like, I'm all in. So we're do you do have Christmas-themed pajamas? Not Christmas-themed pajamas, but you can just be normal pajamas, too. But regardless, I'm going to be comfy yeah. as heck, so yeah, I'm nice. down. <laughs> You'll be enjoying something similar to Christmosis. I'm sure there will be something. Yeah. A treat of some kind, a drink of some kind. <laughs> oh, you can't not have a fun drink if you're old enough mm-hmm. on Christmas Eve. Yes, you have to be of age. Yeah, people. of age. We're we're all of age in this office. Yes. <laughs> um. So we just have a really quick podcast today. Just a brief overview. We're a man down. Eric's still out visiting family. So, mm-hmm. um, we're just gonna kind of go over the aftermath of this last weekend's box office. Poor cats. Yeah, poor, cats, poor cats. I was not optimistic, but I was like, you know, there could be that one crowd where it it's be, so bad, it's good that they have to yeah. see it. That crowd didn't show up. Or <laughs> that crowd that's like, I love the Broadway play. I will go see this. They did not show up. They didn't show no up No one showed up. Um, our, we'll just briefly go over our year in review because we are coming to the end of not only this year, but this decade. Mm-hmm. And just a big kind of new beginning next year. Yeah, it's going to be kind of crazy once that happens yeah and then um you know just go off and go do our christmas thing Mm -hmm. let get you out of here so we can go spend time with family yes and there should be at the end um some thoughts about star wars from eric uh we'll have a big spoiler discussion once he comes back uh next friday i believe but uh, until then, right. we will have that towards the end of this uh, podcast. Yeah, because I haven't seen Star Wars yet. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for my birthday, which is after Christmas. So I have successfully navigated the spoilers that have been everywhere online. Awesome. So yeah. I did want to hear Eric's thoughts until I get back because I, I don't want it to taint my viewing. I got to have a listen. Yeah. Kyle. And uh, they're, they're good. They're, they're good. good thoughts. Take that as you will. Uh, okay. But I enjoyed listening to them. <laughs> yeah. I made Kyle be like, you would listen to this and then mm-hmm. we'll talk about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So this last uh, week's box office, we weren't surprised. Star Wars was number one. Yeah. Um, um, made $175 million domestically. Yeah. About. I think that's about what they thought that it was going to do. I think they were hoping for the one in the 180s. Yeah. Maybe even low 200s. Yeah. Um, but... You know, the it did open under the last two. I mean, Force Awakens 
will always hold the massive December record at like 250 million. Yeah, uh, it, it was something just bonkers as that yeah. number. Um, and, which is no surprise. I mean, just so much anticipation and what's going to be new and what's next. Right. Like, it only makes sense the number got as high as it did. Yeah, and we hadn't had a Star Wars film in like a, over 10 years. Yeah. And there, it was just a lot of pent up Star Wars anticipation yeah. for it. And then the excitement like, for it. Yeah. The love that was once shared by all. Yeah. Only to get <laughs> beaten by nasty words and I don't bats. Think, <laughs> I don't think the um, negativity around Force Awakens was really that bad. People were like, okay, I don't know if this is where I wanted to see it, but I'm, I'm going to hold start. out. It's a good start. Yeah, I agree. And then we had Last Jedi, which did... 220 so yeah. less than force awakens but still over 200 um excitement was still there because what's next for right. the chapter but there was a lot we of we got a star wars movie right. actually we had two star wars movies including rogue one like yeah. in between that time so. yeah and rogue one opened less than than last jedi kind of so showing that the spinoffs aren't all weren't as strong as the main franchise right yeah and then they went they followed that up with solo but they chose to do solo in the may? summer yeah yeah the may. summertime and that did not work at all although no. solo opened up pretty well over a hundred so yeah it did but i think they were hoping for like close to rogue one numbers because i think rogue one right. still made more of over the hundred mil mark than what solo did if i recall um yeah but i mean Solo, I just think people between uh, it just being a property that people were like, I don't know if I want an origin story for uh, Solo, and then all the initial backlash for Star Wars uh, Last Jedi, it kind of was just going to cause Solo's box office numbers to not oh. be up to par. Yeah, Solo opened the um, opening weekend was $84 million, and Rogue One's opening weekend was 150 million yeah big difference yeah so yeah. in comes our last entry last jet or uh, rise of skywalker mm -hmm. and it did 175 so it did yeah. better than the two you know spinoffs rogue one and solo but For not sure. as good as the other entries into the main franchise but quite a bit i would say I, I mean, it's still going to be a success, obviously. Like, that's no number to sneeze at. Oh, my gosh. Um, how many $175 million openings are there? I mean... Yeah, exactly. That's and still massive. Massive. Yeah, so Disney's fine with that, I'm sure. <laughs> we just but just have I, weird I, expectations now. Yeah, exactly. Like, the, it, the climate for how movies are portrayed, and especially how right. blockbusters open up to, like, it's just the whole bunch of different now. Yeah, but I think that, you know, it did suffer a little bit. I think that the troll negativity after Last Jedi probably hurt it a little bit. Yeah, I think um, so too. You know, just made people unenthusiastic for it. Just kind of made them have that feeling of let's wait and see what happens because mm -hmm. we've been burned. Yeah. And then I also think that um, since the time of Force Awakens and now, and we've had over these several years, we've had so much Star Wars in the Disney merchandising machine and Star Wars is everywhere. It's on everything. It's like on all this on toys and on, on any, anything you can think of. We even went appliance shopping at a big box store and there was Star Wars themed appliances. <laughs> it just, it's just so pervasive. And I think that that kind of eased the pressure valve off of the anticipation and so pe 
people were getting their Star Wars fix, whether it was through those things, video games, or even the Disney Plus Mandalorian, which some might say, you know, kind of, I think, took away the whole Baby Yoda meme viral sensation may have (laughs) may have taken away a little bit from people's just gut emotion to go out and see it the next star wars film like they don't feel like they had to it was the event like aspect of it was kind of diminished yeah i think even though these movies are being set apart like what two years from each other or however the system was it doesn't feel like the event that it used to be like even the prequels even though they were spaced out three years apart and they're of course are as popular as they were at the time it's they still feel like events like i remember everyone's yeah. anticipation being high regardless of what people thought about the movies like there was always anticipation and excitement to see what's in store next and i didn't it, feel that in, same anticipation on this one i definitely realized that the anticipation was less when i came into um watching the rise of skywalker because i was at the first showing for a theater and you i even there was people in costumes you know and it was cool to see there was excitement, but not as there was for like Last Jedi even or uh, Force Awakens. Like it wasn't right. there. It just felt like people were coming in and just being like, okay, let's just put aside our differences. Let's just watch this and let's see if we all like it. Let's just try our best to <laughs> yeah. get through this together. At least that's what, what it felt like to me. Um, and of course, in the, in the moment in the movie, there's moments where the crowd's cheering or they're like, yeah, this thing happened. Cool. And that's still nice. But Mm -hmm. even still um, coming into and coming out of it, there was still that feeling of like, well, all right, cool. Like I'll go watch Mandalorian. I I don't know. Like I, I agree with you to some extent that the hype for it is kind of died. And I think Disney's starting to notice too. Maybe it could be lot. It's definitely lots of things. It's a complex issue, but I, I also think that, Star Wars isn't like other franchises in the respect that you can have one so often. Like Fast and Furious, for some reason, they can make 10 of those and they still make their budgets and they still make, and that, and you still get the same kind of story, but it feels different each time and there's some newness to each one. And I would argue that Marvel is, was supremely set up for that because each entry was a completely new character yeah new character new type of genre within the yeah comic book it world. had a new feel to it yeah. and, and because they are new characters they're usually a new set of problems or new different perceptions of problems and so that was that was always kind of refreshing even though when you look at the totality of all of the marvel films there is a kind of a vanilla bland aspect to them all you kind of get that formula. But for the most part, you know, Doctor Strange is not going to be the same as Black Panther. And those characters have their strengths that you can identify with. But I would argue that Star Wars is so similar and that anybody, any of the characters coming into it are still only, you know, Force users or non-Force users. And it's still within the same galaxy. And they haven't made enough of different changes so to it that you're like okay because it's still continuing a saga story that started like 40 years ago i i agree with that to a degree um that there's a lot of sameness Mm -hmm. that's being felt in star wars however at the same time though i also counter that maybe fans don't 
want anything different out of their Star Wars. Oh, I would agree with that. Not, not we saw everyone. That with Last Every, Jedi. Yeah, I mean, Last Jedi. Not everyone has the same opinions about that, but yeah. I do feel like to an extent, some people just didn't like how vastly different it was compared to some of the others. And exactly. Then going back to Rise yeah. of Skywalker, like it, you know, they reverted back, and that seems to be. I don't know. The reception seems to be okay. Like, it doesn't seem as angry. Like, it seems like everyone's like, oh, I'm equally disappointed, but hey, at least I got to cheer in the moment of, you know, right. I, I don't know. It, it's kind of a double-edged sword. Yeah. This franchise seems where, like it is. <laughs> where you can't really change it because there's diehards that are like, you're messing with my, my films. But then yeah. if you don't offer something different, then to the general public, it's just a lot of the same. And there's just... I think it just yields to apathy over it. Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, I agree with you. Like, I don't, I can't yeah. really think of what else to add on to that point. But I think no matter what, Star Wars will always be Star Wars. It'll always be able to break the bank on box maybe office needs because of that sameness, because of that inability to really move it in different directions or change it. You need way more time in between them. You, you need to let them gestate. They can't be something yep, you crank maybe. out every two years and then merchandise like heck for, you know, maybe you just go back to sequels being like three years apart from each other or more. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just don't think that repetitive, like turning one out all the time works for this franchise. No, I, I agree with that to the extent that maybe they have to be spaced out better. Um, I would just worry that in the culture that we're at where everything has to be quick and immediately um, coming to you, otherwise you'll yeah. forget. Like you'll just tune out instantly about like whatever's new really that it'll, it could. I mean, not, about they're Star not going to forget about Star Wars. I'm just saying like, yeah. well, I'm just saying that the possibility for there to be even less enthusiasm, enthusiasm is there. I don't know. Maybe it could help. I mean, if it's spaced out even more so. Maybe, not have so much Star Wars content. Maybe it needs to be spaced out in the way that the main franchise with the main characters that everybody holds treasured got spaced out longer, but then it was supplemented. So yeah, I wonder, because in the time when George Lucas had it, there he kind of allowed this um, like supplementing you know, storylines to be created fan fiction, but like on a way different level mm -hmm. and people grew to love that extended universe that was created through these other stories that the main characters popped in and out of, but we're just like, we're not the focus, you know? Yeah. They're, I don't want to say not taken as seriously, but right. they're just stories. They're just meant to be enjoyed that, for what they are. Maybe they just needed more of that. Maybe that's like what Mandalorian is, is that, kind of concept of that extended universe that knights of old republic all that old stuff that people were like more fan fictiony creations that yeah. weren't like sanctioned i think when disney came in and just wiped all that away and said this isn't canon anymore yeah that might have i think that was like one of the catalysts that yeah. kind of set off people being like oh i don't know if you don't I really like understand our universe yeah i think that's a very good point there because they didn't do that with Marvel. They didn't come in and be like, oh, Marvel and all your 10 iterations of comic books. That's none of that makes sense. They just. No, um, no, I suppose that's not true that they didn't. So I don't I think having done that to Star Wars may have hurt them a little bit. 
Um, I know that they wanted to make a cohesive narrative, but I don't think you needed it. I think you could have had these all, all these crazy backstory narratives and characters and yeah, it's funny. They wanted to make a cohesive narrative, yet if you look back on this trilogy, there's nothing cohesive about it. There's no. clearly no... Like, even in the original trilogy, if I remember correctly, like, he... George Lucas had a plan. Granted, it was one plan for basically, like, one movie, but, like, he was able to be like, okay, I can take part of this part of the plan and put it into the first movie, and if yeah. that's successful, maybe... And then, of course, like, he... To his surprise and everyone's surprise, it became as successful as it did and you know it was able to right but he still had a plan he still had a vision there was still there was still a cohesive vision so even though disney (laughs) says there's a cohesive plan i don't think there wasn't i don't think they had a cohesive plan at all there clearly was none no and they really i think that just panicked after last jedi and just way over course corrected is what my i'm assuming i haven't seen it so i don't know i mm-hmm. might end up really loving it and being like you guys are all crazy and yeah i mean that's very possible because there's a lot of people that are coming out of rise of skywalker and liking it yeah so you may not be alone in that camp no but it's nice to have a big film at christmas time in the holidays sure yeah. even if it's not over the 200 million mark it's still a huge film and and it could just even if it's not a 200 million dollar success <laughs> it's still gonna reach the mark yeah I just um uh, I, I mean you can't help but be slightly disappointed because you do get expectations you do see what the last two did you do look at your weekend and you go okay i'm gonna need to staff up a little bit i'm gonna i'm going to expect this much in sales and i think what makes this um, disappointment with Star Wars a little bit more of a bitter pill to swallow is because we had had such a bad summer and fall. And so you're already starting. Oh, the fall was brutal. Uh, and the summer was down. I don't know why people, I know why people keep saying, oh, our box office was up, but, but the summer was down across the board. Everybody was doing less this summer, after, even taking Avengers into account than they did previously because Avengers took everyone's money yeah and they then had there no was money nothing. to go to the theater <laughs> there was nothing after that really yeah. um i mean you had spider-man and you had a couple other films but you, yeah not anything that was consistent mm-hmm. and a great perform you didn't have any of the mid-range films perform very mm-hmm. well and so then you had kind of a bad summer you always know you're gonna have a bad fall and this fall was really rough yeah um it it helped a little bit with frozen at Thanksgiving. I mean, Thanksgiving helped a lot. And I would say overall Thanksgiving was really, really good. I mean, knives out overperformed midway overperformed. I'm so happy by knives out overperforming. Yeah. Frozen was huge. Yeah. Um, beautiful day in the neighborhood was a little soft, but not bad. Just soft. It did about what I thought it would. Like it was still good counter programming. Right. For so, how busy Thanksgiving got. So Thanksgiving yeah. was a bright spot, but... Is this our year in review now? Or we is this our segment? I think so. You just transitioned so well that I was yeah. like, well, I mean, since right. we're on this train... You're in a review. Yeah. But I think that when you got to Christmas, you needed a really big Christmas to really bump the numbers up for yeah. the overall, to yeah. get you out of the hole that summer and fall created. And I don't think that Star Wars at 175, unless it picks up this week, is going to pull all the, your numbers back out because you know we've got some new entries we've got spies in disguise little women some oscar stuff uncut gems 
Um, and then some New York, LA wides, you know, with like 1917 and stuff coming out for the, for that. But I don't see any of those being this film that is going to be like, Oh, every hidden surprise. No, I'm not seeing many hidden surprises here. Mm -hmm. Um, when I was not looking bad at, films, just not great films. Yeah. I mean, I think Star Wars and Jumanji are going to be one what everyone's two. going to. They're going to be yep. the one and two. Um, I think Spies in Disguise could be the one that ends up in the third just because it's a new animated movie and everyone's seen Frozen at this point. Though a I think Frozen, times. I think Frozen will do well still. I think Frozen will hold on. Yeah. Um, and then Little Women, I think, will still be around, but it will definitely be what people will be talking more about wanting to see Jumanji and... Um, Star Wars and I have Little some, Women. Some reservations about Little Women, only mm-hmm. because I just don't know what is looks interesting about it. I mean, there's some some great actresses, but no, nobody super huge anymore. Um, I mean, Emma Watson's big, but I don't know if that if people are expecting her in this role and like or they want to see her in this role. So they just don't really make her a big deal in the marketing. No, not from at all. What I've seen, and she's um, probably the biggest name in there. Yeah, I mean, next to Meryl Streep and Laura Dern. I mean, Timothy Chalamet is actually yeah. starting to get bigger than Emma Watson. Yeah. <laughs> surprisingly. Well, I guess not surprisingly, but just interesting fact, I guess. So I think it'll be good, but I don't think it'll be... I don't know who the audience is because I don't see kids going to this. No. Even though the rating's good. I, I mean, maybe if you want to take your mother and grandmother. Yeah. Because it's a timeless story. There's always adaptations of it. And maybe because of this newest adaptation, like the cast just looks so good that maybe it'll be like, I want to see Meryl Streep in Little Women, but yeah. I agree. I don't think it's going to be the main focus here. It's still going to mm-hmm. be Star Wars and Jumanji. Yeah. So it's not going to be like that, you know, a couple of years ago when Sing came out and everybody, it was just such a big, yeah. or even Greatest Showman, which I mean, Jumanji did, did super yeah. good in c- certain markets, even though open small, it mm-hmm. grew through the holidays and i just don't see any of the films coming out doing anything like that no i don't think so either so it's gonna be rough that in january does not look good next year so i'm praying 1917 just becomes a surprise like american sniper was some years ago but i don't think it'll it's a period drama it's um i think it's world war one isn't it yeah yeah so it's world war one isn't it from the british perspective too so it's not an american focus not that kind of makes a difference mm. a little bit. So it's just harder for American audiences to connect. It'll probably do really well in Europe, but. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, do we want to go back to the rest of the year and yeah. not just Christmas? Like, did you have any. I was just disappointed because Christmas is great, but it's not so great. It's yeah. making up for the rest of the year. It's kind of funny. It's felt like that almost all this year that there's always at least some type of big movie that we're like, that's going to save everything. But what about the rest of the content? Like, it's either just counter-programming that will be fine but won't make an impact on anything or it's just these blockbusters that we think will be hits that just end up kind of falling flat i mean terminator i remember the start of november we were like oh this will be good charlie's angels and terminator like those could actually help out theaters and instead they both just went down the pooper it just was not good and it was at that point where i was like i'm can't wait to not see these types of movies anymore right no more like trying to resurrect a 1980s or 90s property to make yeah. it I, to make a I, quick I buck don't... and it there's nothing different they add to it like they all of these remakes that they tried to do they were safe they were lame yeah there was nothing interesting it's safe and lame i, I mean think you said it 
I mean, there, yeah, there was those two that I mentioned. Um, the Rambo movie was fine, whatever. Men in Black, that was disappointing. Um, I don't know, even even some of the ones like Godzilla that weren't like, I, I guess they are technically remakes, but we're just so used to seeing a new Godzilla movie every once in a while that it doesn't make a difference. Like, even that one was like, eh, it's okay. Like, it, it's nothing to... Right. I, I don't know. Like, this year, I... It just dawned on me more and more that I'm like, we have to find new stuff that can attract people's attention. Like, we can't be relying on dying franchises that it it's making a clear that that people are making a clear stance that they don't want in the first yeah. place. I was um, looking over. We keep track of all the movies we see and stuff. And I was looking over my 2019 films, and I was <laughs> started off the year really good. I was seeing like three or four films a month. And then once summer hit after May, I saw one film in June, one in July, <laughs> one in August, didn't see anything in September, one in October, one in November, and I will have seen basically one movie in December. What does and I'm an avid moviegoer. I try to actually go to these films for the podcast, for my job, for all of it. And <laughs> and I couldn't bring myself to see some of these. Like I just could not do it find the energy, the time, or the commitment to go see them. I think you and a lot of other people, um, I mean, I think, granted, Avengers Endgame swallowed everyone's money so much that it just caused people to be like, we got our theater experience, we just want to stay home for watching movies. Right. But still, I think there was a sign that people I... are making a statement like, we only have so many times to go to a theater, why are you showing right. us stuff that is uninteresting? Well, you know, even after um, Avengers, I there was still Pokemon, I still saw... Um, the hustle, Tolkien, and you saw the hustle and Aladdin. Wait, what? not Hustlers. Oh yeah, okay. That the stripper hustle movie with... out of your head. <laughs> that you okay? That makes the a hustle. lot more sense. The hustle with Anne Hathaway. Oh and yeah, that's Rebel right. Rebel Wilson, yep, the comedy. Yep. Um, Why? Because <laughs> I like I want a really good comedy. It looked like an original kind of story. It was a remake of Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, but with the ladies, and it was. It was okay. It could have been so much better. I just feel like it was mediocre. And I just didn't want mediocre. Mm-hmm. If I go to the movie theater, I want to be wowed now. I, can, yeah. I think what we're also seeing is this shift. And even in my own thinking and feeling on it, which I do go to the movies. I love the movies. And I really support them. I don't want to spend the money anymore for something mediocre that I assume I can just watch on streaming for free. Yeah. Like, And I think... That what we're seeing is a lot of the what is that mediocre level we used to call it mid-range but mid-range films can still be really really good i there is just this kind of meh you know level of filmmaking going on and that they're putting out there and i feel like they're giving them theatrical runs to try to boost the their profiles a little bit but really they're just not what audiences really wanted because it just looks, there's going to be, I think, a new standard, a new expectation, a new a new bar set. And unless the film has a really great story, special effects, or something that sets it above that bar to make it an event, it's not going to work in theaters anymore. Mm-hmm. It's It'll go right to streaming, and it's going to just kind of be there. Because you don't want to take the time, effort, and money to go out for something that's just mediocre anymore you're you're too there's too much competition in your time and your media dollars are too valuable for that yeah 
yeah, I'm I'm nervous about when it comes to streaming going forward. Is that we're going to be seeing a lot of? Well, I mean, there's going to be a lot of that playing content they're saying going yeah. to there, but I, hope I feel it's a like course that's... correction. I hope that it streaming filters out the mediocrity out of the theaters and leaves the event stuff, which is what Scorsese calls yeah. you know um, theme park cinema. And I don't think it has to be theme park. I think with like Knives Out, you can see that if it's above that bar. Yeah, if, it can be a theme park that's worth it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It makes it there. And yeah. I, and, and, me, and my hope for the next few years with streaming is not that streaming is going to kill theaters, but that it's going to filter out the crap and make theater experience more enjoyable because you're getting the films that you want to see with mm. a group and out socially. Or at least help studios find the right balance of taking out um, not risky content but like just right. taking out stuff that can be that next step into what people are looking for and not just the plain stuff that we saw this past year yeah like hopefully studios will be able to find a way to work with streaming services going forward to help find the right balance if the streaming services are willing to yeah, anyway maybe terminator or or mutant uh, mutants or any of those things moving forward gets to be put on streaming where you can have you know like the 20th iteration of those ideas but maybe moving forward in the theaters we get more original storytelling mm-hmm. more like experimental stuff mm-hmm. more, just more scorsese cinema but that mass audiences still want to see and we can still have like the big mulans and the big you know pixars and all those things moving forward sure i mean there's nothing wrong with having blockbusters that are just to you know shut off your brain have a good time you know yeah. join the rest of the, there's nothing wrong with that it's just a matter of after a while when it just becomes an overabundance of that without at least something different being added to the table it's mm-hmm. gonna wear people out and cause people to not go to theaters which right. that's what's affecting the most and it's not the theater's fault either like they're i mean some theaters aren't run correctly or whatever but for the most part they are run correctly and they are trying hard to make people yeah. come but without the without like an equal amount of content. Yeah. You're not going to get that. And that's for them. what I think we're going to see next year in the streaming is less content for theaters. And we just hope that cause, cause I don't think that streaming's streaming's just going to siphon off content. The content's going to be made and it's actually being made at record levels. Yeah, and on the creative definitely. side, there is a lot of um, demand for content but I think what we're seeing on the exhibition side is that some of that content is just starting to be siphoned away to streaming platforms to feed those needs. And I, my hope is that what is left is truly worth showing in theaters. That this, the good, the best of the best movies are now being, or the, the newest or like the most experimental or just those better experiences are being left for theaters. That probably won't happen, but that's <laughs> my what I would hope. That's what we hope for 2020 yeah. beyond anyway. And honestly, that's what we learned about in 2019. I mean, that that was always the conversation that we kept having on the podcast throughout this whole year, I think. And yeah. until that change comes, we're still going to keep talking about it. And <laughs> at least it gives us content to talk about. Yeah. So there's that positive. Oh, but I just feel so bad. I didn't see like any movies, but... This year was just tough. Nothing. But you and the rest of the people have spoken. Like the right. movies aren't worth going to the theater. I mean, you could run down the list of movies that you probably did want to see this year, and I would probably have told you whether to skip them or not. 
Right. There were some that I did want to see that just timing didn't work out. So I probably have maybe like a half dozen Mm -hmm. films on the list that should be there that weren't. Like, I really want to see Jumanji, but I just don't think I'm going to get to it. I would recommend seeing that. Yeah. I think that's really good. I would recommend seeing that. I I mean, really want to see it. It's not experimental. It's kind of the same as what happened before, but at least you will have a good time and they at least do some things different. I wish I would have seen Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. I would recommend that one. Okay. You're actually off to a good start. And Knives Out. I actually think I would have liked that one too. Yeah. Like there were just a few in there that due to circumstances, I wasn't able to get to the theater in time. And that's for a lot of people too. Like it's not just that um, people or say, no, we don't want these type of movies. There's also right. just the fact that we don't have the time and streaming is much more available to us than theaters are. Yeah, it's so much easier. Which is, that's a separate issue. Mm-hmm. And we a, talk, we've talked about that many times too, but... Behavioral issue about yeah. ha- habits. Mm-hmm. No. So what were your highs and lows of this year? I felt like overall, it was the year was kind of just a... I'm looking back at it as kind of a haze. Like we had a really high high with Avengers and Frozen was spectacular. That was really fun for me and the kids. We had a few surprises like Adam's family. Like my sons just loved that. Mm -hmm. And that added ushered in a whole fun Halloween for us with the music and everything. And so I don't know. There was some really good point. There really good parts. Oh, one of my favorite memories of this year. is taking my six-year-old son to wonder park because we try to hit all the all of those about that movie and he we go in (laughs) and wonder park did not do very well in the box office and so at our screening it was empty it was just us and my son goes mommy mommy they have to wait for everybody else to get here <laughs> when the movie started I'm like, oh no I'm like honey no one else is coming and he's like no we gotta wait for no. the other people no one wants to see they're this because they're, <laughs> they're gonna miss it <laughs> so innocent oh my goodness <laughs> oh that was such a good and and then we got that's a pri- just too sweet yeah we got a basically <laughs> poor private, wonder park <laughs> private screening but he was just so worried that people were gonna miss that more people were supposed to be there because up until that point he had never experienced the you know going to the theater and being the only one in there right which is awesome no, i love that best. experience it, as much as we want people to go to the theaters yeah. it's the best feeling ever it is it is it's terrible to say mm-hmm. but i love being the only person in there sometimes and that big empty theater and you have it all to yourself is yeah the, those every once in a while are amazing. Now I wouldn't want to go see Star Wars and be the only one in there. That would be a little weird. No, there's some movies that you just have to go you want the crowd. To a big crowd. I mean, Avengers yeah. Endgame. That's easily like my top oh. highlight, just from a bias fan standpoint. Like it was yep. just awesome to be in that crowd and just to see everything that just happened in that movie. It was just so delightful. Um, but at the start of the year, I was noticing like some different type of movies, like Fighting with My Family or uh, uh-huh. Jordan Peele's movie Us, just being like so different and as a theater experience and just being so surprised by what I was watching that I was like, I hope I get this feeling throughout the rest of the year. (laughs) And I did not for most of the summer. Yeah. But towards the end, like once I was like at my, in the fall in no, but like probably towards Thanksgiving when we got, you know, beautiful day or knives out or all these other different ones. I have many more listed as well, but, um, what about Joker? Was that a big surprise? It was because I wasn't high on it at all. Um, The the trailers were kind of convincing me that this could work, but I just, from the get-go, was like, I don't think this movie is needed or 
you know, right. needs to be told. But it ended up being a surprise, and I did like what I was seeing. So you're right. There is Joker, too. Yeah, there's some some highlights in there. Yeah. I, I'm just saying, like, towards the beginning of the year and the tail end yeah. of the year, I was finally finding movies where I was like, these are the experiences I want, just different, refreshing yep. stuff. Even if I'm, like, not understanding that what's going on at first, like, in The Lighthouse when I saw that movie, <laughs> oh, I still lighthouse. was entertained as heck. And, like, it took me a while to be, like, <laughs> understanding of, like, what this movie is. But yeah. I still got the experience I wanted. Like, I got Midsommar, like, in the middle of a really cruddy type of summer. Like, that movie at least gave me feels and thoughts that right. I wasn't experiencing Jojo Rabbit. before. Jojo Rabbit, one of my favorites of the year, and it it was a movie about a child trying to be a Nazi, but realizing like that's not the right thing. Like it's you know, it just in a sea of such mail, I was able to just pick out these diamonds in the rough from yeah. uh at least like at two points of the year, the start of the year and the end of the year. And the end of the year. Yeah. yeah. The middle, I just I think this is the first time in I've ever known a summer to be bad. Usually we, we always count the summer. Kids are out of school. There's not a lot else to do. It's hot. You mm-hmm. want to get in. The movies are always saved. The best movies mm-hmm. are saved for the summer. And this last summer was just so disappointing after Avengers. It just was, it was brutal. Yeah. After Avengers, I can think of Rocket Man, John Wick. That Rocket Man was good. Toy Story. Um, I think people are actually forgetting about Toy Story quite a bit. We'll argue about that. Um, And what else? Oh, Spider-Man I actually thought was pretty good. But I understand that some people are like, yeah, it's good. Like, it's not great, but it's good. Um, But do you you feel like you need another Spider-Man movie? Yes, because I'm a biased fanboy. But I don't know. To the public, maybe not. Yeah, I didn't see Spider-Man. I had... I couldn't even get through home. Um, all, yeah, far you from just home cannot or, get through Homecoming. You just are or Homecoming. Yeah, I can't. Something about the character, I you just, just are not behind. <laughs> I find Spider Man so I just have a hard time with that one. But what do we have? Anything else? Do we have any other Marvel? There, uh, Captain Marvel at the beginning. Yeah, that one was good. It was okay. I thought she <laughs> I like was. It was good. Uh, it, it was fine. It was fine. <laughs> it was fine. It was fine. It was the same, but that wasn't like Marvel that wasn't, movie we've gotten so many times. That's I agree with you. I, I do am agree not with you. excited about the Black Widow trailer at all. It doesn't look different. It looks like the exact same film we've seen over and over again. I'm hoping to be proven wrong, but that's I my fear. I don't. I feel like this is too little, too late. Nothing super exciting. At a, at a sure. moment where they could have made an amazing film, they they're like, ah, we'll just do the same of what we've always done. We'll lobber up one. <laughs> yeah, I do like her fighting, like her her hand to hand combat. The style choreography looks great. Is yeah. is always spectacular to watch. But mm-hmm. I don't think I want a whole movie of just that. And I don't think the other parts measure up. Sure. Just kind of like, ugh, I'm not interested in Black Widow. <laughs> I don't know if I'm interested in any of the, you know, the Marvel TV shows on Disney Plus don't sound interesting to me either. No, uh, I think I've spoken on this on the podcast where I'm yeah. like, these are spinoffs that I don't need. Like, I'm yeah. fine with some characters just being secondary characters, like Black Widow included. Right. Um, I'm hoping to be proven wrong by the Black Widow movie, at least. Maybe it'll be a cool one-off movie. Yeah, yeah right. But if it'll be a <laughs> cool one-off movie that it's like, hey, here's a story... That we should have showed you sooner. Yeah. So. I don't think I need this. It's just the timing of it. I either want to go way back when she is like super deep Russian agent. Mm -hmm. 
or I don't know if there's another time that I'm even interested at all. Or I want to know what her and, um, and what's the guy's name? I don't, Jeremy which guy? Renner's. Oh, Hawkeye. Hawkeye. I wanted to call him Blackhawk. There's a lot of, yeah. <laughs> where did that come from? I don't know. <laughs> Blackhawk. Hawkeye, like what their banter story or friendship film started. But that would have been an interesting story for me. Yeah, I agree. Or the deep Russian um, you know, widows, black widows training program. Yeah, I think that would have been a cool idea too. We get a DH Scarlett Johansson. Do they? Excuse me, I just burped. No, uh, do they? I said we could have. Oh, we could have. Eh, she's yeah. ageless, so yeah. we don't need to. <laughs> we don't need to. <laughs> um, but yeah, anything other thoughts for the year that we had other um, than it that? was no. I just I this year I really enjoy taking my kids. You know, they, they're old enough now that we can go and they remember what we're doing. And yeah. that that to me has been the funnest part of this year. And I think will be the highlight of next year for me, too. Yeah, I hope you can be able to take them to a lot more. Hopefully movies. there'll be a lot more next yeah. year. There's SpongeBob and Scooby-Doo and oh, I'm so excited um, for Scooby-Doo. Onward and yeah. Soul. And there's actually quite a few next year. I'm I think it really could be surprised. a good year for animation. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'll be it'll be a really good year for animation next year. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and then we got James Bond next year. You excited for James Bond? I'm super excited for James nice. Bond. Nice. I'm gonna have to watch Spectre. I nothing about Spectre intrigued me at all story wise, but this one, the him coming back and Lashana Lynch's oh seven character mm-hmm. and and the bad guy Rami Malek's bad guy, just it all looks interesting. So I feel like. I'm that's going to be hopefully a highlight like something I'm anticipating for next year. Yeah, I'm hoping that this one can bounce back for Daniel Craig in the franchise. And um I know a lot of people are super excited for Top Gun next year. The, the, we've talked about this yeah. before actually last week I think. The trailer looks really good. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of I'm getting a lot of buzz from that. I personally don't really care, but um, I'm in the same boat. Yeah, but I think that it's a solid be, movie. It's a sol- a good solid. That might be a sequel worth actually having done because you know Tom Cruise will make sure the action's good, and he wouldn't have come back for just a mediocre story. There had to be something there for him to, or at least he'll try to make sure it's not a me- mediocre story. Yeah, he still I mean, has his flops. He still has the mummy. In it. Still has the mummy. Still has <laughs> the mummy. What was it? Jack Ryan? Is that what that movie was? No, Jack Reacher. Reacher. Yeah, Jack Reacher. Yeah, still yeah. has his misses, but. He tries hard no matter what. Yeah. So I think that there's a few things I'm looking forward to next year. Mm -hmm. This year was just a little mediocre and disappointing in some aspects and really good and exciting in others. Yeah. Again, I think it's just hopefully for a better summer because this one I think just makes us think that the year overall was a weak one. But really, if you look kind of outside the year like I did at the beginning and the end, like there's some really, really good movies. That people should have checked out. I was looking at my list. (laughs) How to Train Your Dragon, Hidden World was awesome. That was February of of this year. It was really good. That movie was so good. Mm -hmm. Um, Then there's a whole bunch of ones that were not good on my list. Um, The Wonder Parks. (laughs) What Men Want, Hot Pursuit, Isn't It Romantic, Hellboy. Didn't you like What Women Want? What men want? What men want? What? Yeah. No, I, oh, I didn't I really. You, oh, I, wait, no, you didn't. I found her character was just so unlikable. Yeah, she that's was right. You did. Such a horrible person. And there was no redeeming her. I don't yeah. feel like she was redeemed at the end mm-hmm. through 
her situation. So I didn't, I didn't like that one. Hellboy. I forgot that you Hellboy. did end up seeing Hellboy. It's, I did. I went to Hellboy. <laughs> that's one of those where it's so bad, but so good. Yeah. Like, it's just a, like, as soon as the movie came out, like, everyone working I, on the project was like, oh, no, that was a disaster. I it did not work. I tend to really like B-rated, I don't know, like, fantasy action mm-hmm. movies like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I have a few in my, that I just keep going back to because that, to me, is like, they're kind of like that garbage mo- TV, you know, where you're just like, I know it's garbage, but I really like it. Yeah. Hellboy was definitely that for me. I'm nervous to ever go back and watch it. Uh, just because I would probably rewatch and be like, oh, this is bad and I'm not having fun anymore. <laughs> oh, yeah, just l- let it simmer. Yeah. So it I'll definitely at. be watching Del Toro's first two Hellboys, as you should. Then let's see. What do I have? The Hustle <laughs> not, was not great. Tolkien was just okay. Aladdin. Oh, you saw that one? Yeah, I saw Tolkien. I hadn't, I don't know why I've, I don't remember that. Yeah, that one was, it was okay. Um, you, know, you know, I, I really like, uh, Who's that? What's that actor's name? Nicholas Holt. Yeah, I really like him. Like he is a good actor. And you really wanted him to be Batman. I did. Over Robert, Pat- Robert Pattinson. What's his name? Should be Batman, not Robert Pattinson. Yeah. Nicholas oh, Holt. No, they made the right call. I'm telling you. Don't you. know that. Oh, I know that. No. I've seen a lot of movies by both those actors. Pattinson is probably Nicholas Holt's just still too good. He has a good guy persona that I don't think he can. I don't, I just can't see him. Even if he tries to be really, really bad, he's still like, "Oh, you're always gonna be that boy from about yes. a boy." <laughs> That's what we've been telling you. <laughs> so, um, let's but see. I, I I had no idea. I'm glad you saw that one. Rocket Man was really good. It's so good. Stuber, <laughs> uh, Good Boys, <laughs> Adam's Family, Frozen. And oh my gosh, Star Wars! I, I forgot about Good Boys. Good Boys was hilarious. Yeah, that I was like, actually not a bad. No. movie to uh, come out in august that was a good call yeah i love a good raunchy comedy yeah it was a little disturbing i was i was laughing at basically like 10 and 12 they're 12 they're they're fifth, sixth graders they're yeah fifth they're, graders they're just anymore. becoming 12 year olds oh but i have boys and not my, i and not my babies <laughs> um so those were all the ones you saw then yeah yeah my list that is was much it. longer i know it was, but again, surprising. you don't have the time that I do. Like no. I, have, I, have no, <laughs> yeah. I have nothing going on. Right. I'll go see a movie. You just gotta show up at your job, and that's yeah, it. Yeah, then go home and watch a movie, or go to the theater and watch a movie, or something. Oh my but gosh! No, I just hope people are able to find more time to go to the theater again. But you know, there's I always had, gonna well, not always, but there it can be good stuff. I had little guys last year, and I saw way more movies last year than i did this year i really oh, really just... i thought this list would be longer no wow let me look at my 2018 list um i mean you did rattle off quite a handful but i just was like oh it look at this list compared to this list there's like twice as many movies on the 2018 list wow that's actually very impressive yeah and i don't think 2018 was as strong of a year as 2019 was oh no i think it was stronger i would argue it was stronger. i mean in terms of how good movies were i think think 2018 was kind of a no i think we're skewed because in 2019 there were such high highs with the blockbusters were so big but yeah i'm not talking about box office dollars i'm just talking about purely based on how good the content it was really oh i thought well box office i agree with you 2019 was much bigger 2018 we had like mission impossible crazy rich asians was Mm -hmm. good hotel transylvania my kids love that Mm mm-hmm 
Um, Mama Mia, I saw Ant Man and Wasp, Avengers Infinity War, Fifty Shades Freed. Yes, I did see all the Fifty Shades movies. That one came out last year. Wow, it yeah. felt longer ago. <laughs> um, February of last year. Yeah. Then let's see, Solo and Deadpool. I saw was last year. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, House with the Clock on the Walls, Night School, Smallfoot, Stars Born was last year. Venom was last year. Uh, First yes. Man, the Halloween movie, which I actually went and saw. Um, I didn't see that. My husband went and saw that. The Halloween. So it should be on your list. <laughs> it's on, well, it's on a list of expenses. Oh, that's okay. I go off of. Okay, gotcha. Then <laughs> Nutcracker in the Four Realms. That was okay. Oh, my God. I forgot about that movie, too. Oh, Bohemian Rhapsody was last year. Yeah, yeah. Free Solo. That was such a good documentary. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fantastic Beast, Crimes of Grindelwald, Cree 2, Grinch. The Grinch, we, that is like our new favorite Christmas movie now. Oh, the uh, Illumination. Yeah, Grinch. One. Yeah. There was a lot of good stuff. Oh. oh. Aquaman. Aqu- I had a fun time with Aquaman. I know. It's by no means like a thinker, but I don't know. It was it was solid. It was fun. Uh, it's a there, good movie. I did a lot of thinking in that movie. Just not about the plot or but the about story. where you were and what's going on and why is there a octopus playing the drums um why more beer is not being drunk and why more axes aren't being thrown oh because <laughs> those are all momoa jason momoa things that i love <laughs> yes things that have to happen in every one of his movies and shows probably now it does now yeah yeah <laughs> No, so I enjoyed last year quite a bit. This year, I just don't have that. Like, see, I got lit. I lit up at, on some of those. I didn't get you did super yeah. excited about anything this year. Yeah, I mean, regardless, I think we both agree that just 2019 yeah. was kind of a miss in a lot of places, yeah. and we hope 2020 can be a better one. I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. So, I think that kind of wraps it up. We got Christmas. Yeah, and oh, we got Eric's. You know stuff. Yeah. Um. Once we're done with our shameless plug here, you'll be able to right. hear Eric's quick thoughts um, about Star Wars and what he has to say. And then once he comes back, uh, we'll oh talk about spoilers ta- and we'll talk wait in to depth. Do that. Yay! Spoilers. Yeah, it's going to be really fun. Everyone's going to be seeing the movie. So I'm pretty sure. Was Eric? If your impression was he happy, sad, disappointed? Where Where did he land? <laughs> His first line explains it all. Oh. Um, well, let's just I say. I haven't heard it. What? I haven't heard it. I exactly. I don't know if I want to. Spoil oh, really? It for Is it gonna spoil it for me? I. It will answer your question. That's for sure. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh. I won't. Oh, I won't hear. Right it. from the get go, Let- people are gonna know what he thinks. Oh my god! <laughs> right from the get go. Okay. But it is pretty good. It's very insightful. Um, he works go the, back his and, thoughts very well. I'm gonna go back and listen to it after I see Star Wars. That would be a good idea, actually. I think you'll like that. Yeah. And here we are with some of Eric's thoughts on The Rise of Skywalker. Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. I'm like 93% sure JJ, Kathleen Kennedy, and whoever else was in charge typed up a checklist of all the things the most vocal, entitled, and toxic fanboys couldn't shut up about for two years, and then figured going down the list fixing them one by one would make for a good story. Surprise, surprise, it doesn't. The more I think it over, 
the more patronizing this movie feels. I picture these Lucasfilm executives giving a PowerPoint presentation that's saying, you all, you know all that mature humanistic stuff about how the present is influenced by the past and how in this world we all have to work together to ensure we leave the next generation better off than we ourselves had it, even if it means confronting the uglier parts of what we've done in order to learn and grow ourselves. Yeah, the Star Wars fans didn't like that. These are Star Wars fans, guys. Come on. Give them more lightsabers, more force, more duels, and way more Sith. It's not hard. By caving to the bottom of the barrel of the fandom while still trying to please everyone else at the same time, The Rise of Skywalker just ends up feeling like a complete mess structurally and completely soulless and hollow emotionally. The overwhelming amount of exposition dumps and the lazy, contrived, plot-advancing devices in the first chunk of the movie, like that whatever it was, that Sith waypoint finder beacon thing that conveniently there was only two ever made in existence, it ripped me right out of the movie, and it made everything that followed sort of feel embarrassing, and I'm almost positive everyone involved actor-wise felt the same. This movie is 100% plot and 0% character. One of the biggest selling points for this thing was how Rey, Finn, and Poe were going to be together at the same time on their adventures, but uh, it sort of just felt like Rey was the main character in an RPG, and Finn and Poe were kind of your party members that follow you around mindlessly and sometimes banter when nothing's going on but then you don't care enough about to actually go out of your way to talk to and learn anything about them. I could go on, and I have, for hours, but I'll save that for when I'm actually back there in person. But I do have one positive takeaway. For as long as I've been a Star Wars fan, and definitely for the entire time we've been doing this podcast, I have made no secret how much I hate the more radical fan base. In many ways, it's kind of felt like I've been in the minority when it comes to specifically what I love about Star Wars and why, and The Last Jedi was pretty much the perfect example of this. But in the end, many people just weren't ready to accept what Ryan Johnson was trying to get at in terms of evolving as people, even if we really feel comfortable holding on to the same old stuff that's always been there and that we've always loved. And these people whined loud enough and long enough that eventually they got their way. But I find it very difficult to believe that those certain types of fans, the ones who seem to only be able to pick out the things that they hate, will get anything real or substantial out of this movie. Maybe they'll cheer for freaking Ray Palpatine slash Skywalker or some other crap in the moment, but it'll fade. It'll fade so fast. I know a memorable movie when I see one, and The Rise of Skywalker is just not a memorable movie. If some fans are happy with it, great. The more positive feelings Star Wars fans can actually have for Star Wars, the better. But for those who are going to try and insist that J.J. redeemed what Ruin Johnson destroyed, I'm, I'm just going to be able to sit back, put my hands behind my head, and smile to myself. Sure he did, guys. Sure he did. As unfortunate as it is that the grand conclusion to my lifelong favorite series of movies is a limp, cowardly, and emotionally immature exhale of defeat, in the grander scheme of the Star Wars fanbase as a whole, 
I honestly can't think of a more fitting conclusion. A lot of them just don't want to grow up yet, and nobody can make them until they decide to. To think I didn't believe it was possible to love The Last Jedi any more than I already did. As always, Eric is a gentleman and a scholar. Very insightful. He's very good with his words, as I am not. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, they were about in line with what I thought they were going to be. Interesting. Yeah, but but I can't wait to hear um, all of our thoughts and our big spoiler review. Yes, big spoiler review coming up. You want me to wrap up here then? Do you, yeah. Should we head out for Christmas? Yeah. Let's um. I let's get going. I'm All ready. Right. Christmas is a wait. <laughs> Christmas is a wait. Uh, everyone, once again, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Yep. Go spend it with your family. Be safe out there. Uh, and thank you for checking out our podcast. Um, Off the Break Podcast is on our website, SilverScreenInsider.com, as well as all podcast platforms, yep. including Spotify. We have to always say that because yes. that's a big announcement, big deal for us. <laughs> uh, but please check out our website. Um where we have all types of film information, an entire database of movies for uh, theater owners and managers to be up to date mm-hmm. on what they should be playing and how they should be able to uh, attract attention for your theater. And I think you and Eric are going to have um, articles about wrapping up your top tens of the year. Yes. Are you going to do the decade as well? Um, Decade, Ooh. maybe. We have been talking about the decade quite a bit. Yeah. So it's very possible that could happen. I'll check with him. But I know for sure he and I want to do... And anticipate movies of 2020 as well yeah. as uh, top movies of 2019. And I know that there's a Star Wars review up now. I don't know if Eric's going to write his own yet, but we'll see about that. Sure so that's possible. I'm sure he'll get it up. Yeah. So, yeah, go check it out. Go check out our list. And um, have a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and Happy New Year. Because I don't believe we're going to be back before anymore in 2019. Good point. They won't be hearing us until after the New Year. So yes, happy 2020 as well. Yep, see you then. All right, bye. Bye.